Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack with my main man, Grayson Boone. Now, we've got some great things to talk about. The Ice Pack officially completes the sweep of the boys in baby blue. I've also got some fun things to say about them based on a conversation that I had with Carolina grad Candace Cooper on Locked On ACC. We'll talk about that a little bit, but we're also getting into Grayson's wheelhouse. You see what I did there? We're talking baseball wheelhouse. Never mind. Yeah, it is what it is. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. But we're going to hope that Grayson can hit this one like it's a home run today because, boy, we have a sweep of Wagner as well to get into as baseball season is underway. Grayson, are you ready for this episode? I uh, I appreciated the baseball pun. So, yeah, that's, that was a good start. I appreciate it. I, I do what I can, man. I do what I can. And I'm going to tell you what. I know that the Wolfpack faithful. I know that Wolfpack Nation is ready for this episode because, again, complete the sweep. We did it, folks. So get ready to talk all things sweep, all things Wagner, beating Wagner, uh, sweeping Wagner, and baseball on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Grayson, it, it feels good. It feels good to complete the sweep with a 7-3 win by our club hockey team, the Ice Pack, which, I mean, let's be honest, right? Because... Me, me and Grayson were talking about this off air. I'm from the North, okay? And I'm used to my colleges having real deal Division I hockey teams. And the Ice Pack performed like it sometimes. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And I'll tell you what, the second most attended hockey game in North Carolina history, of course, behind Saturday's game, with the uh, Hurricanes and the um, Capitals, was it? It was the Capitals. Capitals. Okay. Second most attended game behind that one. Grayson, you were there. You were live in person. You were our boots on the ground. Tell us what the environment was like. Yeah, so I was over there in Carter-Finley for the second time in, you know, three days. What an atmosphere. And not not taking anything away from, you know, what I saw the other night with the, the Canes and Caps, but – for for me to go over there and see an NC State team play hockey, it kind of felt just a little bit different. Like I felt like a little bit more invested. Now, I gotta highlight how insane that it is. I'm talking about this. This is a not taking away from them. They're a, they're still a club hockey team. They had twenty four thousand people at Carter Finley tonight for a club hockey game. And, and for reference, and for reference, like you said, that's more than there were to watch the UNC NC State men's basketball game on Saturday Think or Sunday. Sunday. Think about this: that's a full PNC plus a full Reynolds. They mm. had out there to see a club hockey game. You, you cannot say anything other than what an unmitigated success for club hockey here at NC State. Now it goes without saying that an event like this and the success that they've enjoyed these past couple of years with their, their conference championships, the conference that they play in, they've advanced to nationals a couple of times. It goes without saying that they're obviously trying to reach the D one level with what we saw tonight 
you have to think they're on the right path because 24,000 people coming to a club hockey game shows, and this is something the Canes talk about a lot, shows how this community uplifts hockey. They truly embrace it in in a in like a southern state you wouldn't think it would look like that but to have like you just mentioned the second highest attendance for a hockey game in the state of North Carolina is a club hockey game unbelievable and talking about the game now we won we won we I'm gonna use some PG language we kicked their butt tonight we mm-hmm. won seven to three uh it never felt like it was any way out of control. Carolina scored first. We immediately scored to answer them, and then it was off to the races for the ice pack. But it always feels good to beat up on UNC. It feels a little bit better when you cap off the weekend, I guess the extended weekend that we just had. Now 4-0 and against UNC in these past five days. Women's basketball, wrestling, men's basketball, and now ice hockey. Swept them. We'll Break see you later. Way. I guess we'll catch them in softball and – and baseball here coming up uh, later on this spring, but feels good to beat up on them this past weekend, for sure. For those of our listeners who haven't seen Showtime at the Apollo, the Sandman is coming out with that big old broom that he always has to sweep them off the stage, because that's what we did to UNC this weekend. A clean sweep. A clean sweep. Something that you love to see. Double-digit win by the women. Double-digit win by the men. Uh, what four goal win here? Uh, how, how much did our wrestling team win by? What was it? I believe that was 28 to six. So, whooped up on them in that one, too. I mean, just whooping the wheels. Whooping the I, wheels. I mean, hand up. I don't have any idea how the scoring works in wrestling, but 28 to six is that good? It seems good. It, it, it is good. Probably good. It is, in fact, good. It is, okay. in fact, good. We can, we can rock with that. And, and let me tell you this. So, uh, earlier today, I'm on Locked On Wolfpack with Candace Cooper, and we're discussing, you know, UNC and 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 what well, we're dis- actually discussing the fact that Joe Lenardi talked about uh, bracketology and the conference being bad and UNC not making it. What that would mean for about ten minutes or so, ten to twelve minutes uh, of airtime, and I'm like, that's great. Um, if this were the wrap up show, that's great. If this were the preview show, I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? I understand. UNC is a huge brand, a big money getter. I get it. It's the same reason they talk about the Cowboys on first take almost every day. Same reason they talk about the Yankees on first take every time they're talking baseball. Same reason that they talk the Lakers. Every single win and loss feels like the team is terrible now. The team is good now. The big money brands get all the knowledge. Sure. But in the game, in the game. So Candace and I were discussing that, and she says to me, you know, you all just haven't won enough national championships, and our expectation is a national championship appearance, and anything short of that is a failure at UNC. And I said, are you sure about that? Uh, anything, a Final Four appearance is a failure to y'all. Is that is that what you're telling me? And she said, anything short of appearing in a national championship. And I thought, well, you know, I'll give Dean Smith the benefit of the doubt because maybe – the, the infrastructure hadn't been laid, and maybe he built it up. The little four corners offense he had, maybe that built up the infrastructure and the expectations. But if we were talking about Roy Williams, I believe his teams only appeared in, what is it, at at uh, UNC, I believe he has one, two, three, four appearances out of 18 years? 
So I, I don't think that most people would say that you can fail at a job for 14 years in this NCA that we live and breathe and keep your job. But hey, you know, us by, more than, uh, by us that more, logic, that means that Roy Williams was a failure in 78% of his seasons. Again, maybe maybe us Wolfpack folks, we just take too many agriculture classes, even though I've never taken one before. And us dumb farmers don't know how to do math. So maybe your math is bad. and Maybe my math is bad. Again, even though I'm from the west side of Detroit, majored in communications and now do technical recruiting, you know, we're both dumb farmers who don't know any better. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. listen, like this is what I'm about to say is maybe the nicest thing I'll ever say about the blue school. But you have to obviously acknowledge the years upon years of success that they have enjoyed specifically in men's basketball, but honestly across the board, they kind of dominate everything. uh, Unfortunately for us uh, fans of the red and white, but my point is where I get frustrated is I need more. I guess I want to see them more upset than they are. And maybe that's being petty. Maybe it is. It, It could be. But I just need them to understand that, sure, you guys made it to the national championship last year. Do I think you got lucky to make it there? Yeah, I I think I do. Because you had virtually almost the same exact team this year. And it's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. You guys were an eight seed going into the tournament last year. You might not even have any kind of seed going into the tournament this year. I just need them to acknowledge that – they they get to, you know, stand up in their tall blue tower and throw snowballs at everybody else all the time. How about you guys take some accountability and understand that your season was a train wreck this year? That's all we're trying to say. And, we're and, just and, trying to poke but, fun back. And if but, you can dish it, you better be able to take it. That's again, all I got to say about it. Again, the copium being sipped is absolutely beautiful. It's so amazing. Oh, it, you guys are so petty. And da, 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 and I just, yeah, whatever. Don't really care. Uh, swept your team, L teams, L season, number one to not making the tournament, cry harder, don't care, and I might block you. And I love love that they always accuse us of living in the past when kind of all we have to fall back on is our two national championships in basketball. But as soon as they have a horrible year this year, they're like, well – Guess who doesn't have five championships? You guys, like we're the we are we run this state. This is our state. Well, how does what does any of that do for you in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three? Just and I, sit and on I that. Believe, and I believe their last one came in what two thousand eight. Uh, I'm I'm not going to use such PG language here. My nuts hadn't even dropped yet, and I'm bald now. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here, like. You know, you can talk your talk all day and all night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They won one in 2017, and, and they had, in fact, dropped by then. But the fact that the matter still remains, again, sports is our legacies of who we are. It's all about the past. That's the reality, right? But, again, I just think it's crazy that there is just this amount of just not being able to accept, you know what, we're having a bad season, and we just got to live with that. We just got to hold that L. And keep it they moving. never, they never have to do this, but just for once, just hold it. Yeah, just hold it for the rest of this offseason. Just hold it. Just absolutely, hold it. absolutely. And 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 you know, again, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to see. And you know, we're gonna talk Wagner. We're gonna talk baseball. We're gonna talk all those great Speaking things. Speaking of sweeps, <laughs> exactly. More sweeps. More brooms. After we talk about built bar. 
If you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta get a Built Bar. Trust me, Built Bars are great for you. We are at the time of the year where most people's uh, New Year's resolutions are a thing of the past. Nobody's even considering it. It's not really floating through anyone's heads. But the reality is Built Bar will still help you accomplish whatever goals you have with your weight in terms of either maintaining or trying to lose because the macros are simply amazing. Some bars have as little as 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein per bar. And you don't have to order online at Built.com. I know we've been talking about that for a while, but they're in Walmart now. They're in Lifetime Fitness now. They're in Sam's Club now. So if you have any of those places and more near you, make sure that you go pick up your Bill Bar today. There's a ton of delicious flavors covered in 100% real chocolate. So make sure you get yourself your Bill Bar fix. Now, this sweep of Wagner had a little bit of everything. It had some outright domination. It had some pitching that was just closing the door anytime they got into some trouble. There were some defensive plays there where we kind of helped our pitchers out. And it also featured a little bit of a comeback, a little bit of suspense, a little bit of it wouldn't be us if we didn't get you a little cardiac pack in it. Tell me, how did this series go in your estimation? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'll kind of break down uh, each game here in a second, but just kind of an overall outlook. For me personally, at least, and for all the Wolfpack baseball fans that may listen to this, how great it was to just have them back on the field. You know, it, the the tough offseason we had and getting clipped for making the tournament and we lose Tommy White and there's all this uncertainty about, you know, who's going to step up with seniority and having a young team. Just to set all that aside just for a second, it was so good to see them back on the field, getting to see the – immediate development I saw in some of the young players we saw last year, the freshmen that are now sophomores. I I mean, me personally, I just love baseball. I love that they're back, but I saw a lot of good things in all three games. Sometimes it's hard not to kind of overanalyze with the things you do find frustrating because again, it's the middle of February. It's cold. They haven't played a game since May or an ACs or a, a D one game since May. And you know, you got to just kind of take things with a grain of salt. But I saw a lot to like. I saw some things that will need to be need to be worked on, and they will be. Again, it's only February, but the kind of the only thing that matters was we we look good. The uniforms look great. I thought the the new turf additions looked a lot better than even myself had thought with the original pictures. The people were you know, you know kind of being very critical about what it was going to look like. That was fine. It was just good to see the boys out there running around, not to mention they picked up three wins like they should. Uh, No disrespect to Wagner, but there's no scenario ever we should lose to Wagner in baseball. Um, And, you know, game two, we only won by a score of three to two. So they gave us a little bit of run for our money, which was in some sense exciting because we're we're supposed to steamroll them. But all in all, we won all three games. And did you happen to see any of them, Kenton? Uh, you know, I I was not able to watch a, a ton of the games, but I heard good things about them. And by the way, let, let me address something really quickly about baseball, okay? We lost Tommy White. Tommy White gets hurt in his first action um, at LSU. And let, let's, let me be the first to say, on behalf 
of Locked On Wolfpack. Tommy, we're wishing you the best. We hope you get well. Baseball, college baseball is better with you in it, even if you're not doing it for the pack. Okay, so let's let's start there. But yeah, back to NC State baseball. Didn't get a chance to watch, but I I knew that this was supposed to be one of those series that I mean we talked about this a little bit um, uh, before we got on there. Some there are in pretty much every sport kind of those what we like to call money games, right? Yeah, where you you pay a smaller school. A little bit of money, they come out, you, you know, you 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 beat their brakes in and then they go on about their way. Now, granted, they like you said, a game that should have been exciting, a boring, a game that should have been real boring, real ho hum, and real like, hey, do they have the mercy rule for this sport? It ended up being us having a rally in the middle of the uh series here. But all in all, a win is a win. We'll take a sweep and we'll like you said, correct the things that need to be corrected going forward. But what are some of the things that you saw that you thought to yourself we did well? And what are some of those things that you thought, all right, this is going to need correction if we're going to be something serious going forward? Right. So, I mean, I'll just start here. I'll just go through game by game. So game one, I'll tell you what I liked and didn't like, and we'll go from there. Game mm-hmm. one, we won by a score of 14 to one. Um, you know, a, a key storyline here was you didn't see Sam Highfield get the first start of the year. Uh, news kind of broke before the season started just as, just this past week. I think I either, I think I either heard it on Wednesday or Thursday, but Sam Highfield is healthy. I think that was a kind of a, a, a jump scare for a lot of people that he was not out there. He is healthy. Uh, but coach Avent said that he's kind of transitioning Sam into a more bullpen role, kind of the closer type deal. The thing, the thing we've seen the Evan justice and the Chris Villeman the past couple seasons, kind of right. like the extended relief where they come in for, the last two or three innings, and they close it down that way. Uh, so I guess that's what Sam Heifel is going to be doing. I don't know if it'll be for the whole season, but I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I have my own opinions about that. I could go longer about that, but I'll just kind of get into the game here. But mm-hmm. overall, um, something we mentioned in the, the the baseball preview, we will just knock the cover off the ball. It doesn't matter what year it is. NC State is going to pound the baseball. And that's exactly what we saw in game one. We finished with 19 hits. They were all pretty evenly spread around. Um, You know, a guy that I'm super excited about this year is Peyton Green. I think he's going to take a big leap from what we saw out of his freshman campaign last year. He's back over at shortstop. And I got to tell you, again, small sample size and just, you know, game one, game two, game three. But he looked like physically more comfortable in the box, in the field. And it, it it parlayed. You know, he finished with three hits in game one. And each each at bat, you just – it looked like, like, I guarantee you Peyton gets a hit here. Ping, another hit. So, I – Peyton's really going to have my eye moving forward. Um, you know, another guy like Noah Souls, the experience that he has in the outfield. He's currently nursing, I believe it's a hamstring injury. Um, I don't think he – I don't think he got the start. Or maybe he was pulled out of game two or three. But – I think he'll be fine. He's just kind of working through some pain at the moment. But again, like he collected two hits. You know, when he was on the field, he made a difference. Um, right. We had to pinch run or pinch it for him a couple times, but even then, it wasn't wasn't anything to be worried about. But the things I was very impressed with are the freshmen and the transfers. The mm-hmm. transfer, no, sorry, the freshman that caught my attention the most is Eli Serrano, and I think he's going to spend most of his time at first base this year. That's where he spent uh, his game action that he did see after he replaced Will Marcy. 
Um, but Eli Serrano can absolutely swing it. He's a big frame from the left-handed side. I was listening to the broadcast. They kind of compared him to like a like a Christian Yelich type build from the Brewers. And I, I mean, I had only really seen tape of his swing, not like an in-game swing. I think they nailed the comparison there. He he did look a lot like a Christian Yelich from the left side. Beautiful swing, very balanced, makes keeps the head through the contact. Very excited for what we're going to see moving forward from Eli. I predict that he's going to get a lot more playing time. He's kind of platooning at the moment with Will Marcy at first base. But the thing with Eli that makes him so valuable is not only can he play first, but he's versatile enough that you can stick him in the outfield if need be. So I think Eli is going to be a big freshman to watch. And the transfers, you know, the the Carter Trices and the Trevor Candelaria and the Parker Nolan, they occupied the outfield, which I thought was interesting. You know, there we did not see any Dominic Pallali out there. Uh, I think he DH'd, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to double check on that. But when he did play, he DH'd. So we had a brand new outfield. Noah Souls was also DH'ing with his hamstring injury. But to have like a fresh look in the outfield with these transfers coming in, and they it seemed like they picked up right where we left off. You know, they were, they were spreading the baseball around the yard. Um, I'll get down to game three in just a second. But, you know, you got to like what you see. And – Another one I forgot to mention. Sorry, I'm all over the place, but I'm just excited. To, I'm talking about I understand. I, I get it. That's why I'm letting you cook. You know what I mean? They that's what they that's what the kids say now. Let them cook. I'm gonna let Grayson cook this episode. I'm gonna let you cook. Go ahead. All right. But another guy I want to talk about, you know, leveling up from his his freshman to now sophomore year. Catcher Jacob Cozart. He struggled mightily. I don't think I'm breaking any news there. He struggled mightily in his freshman campaign, but really turned it on there in the month of May. Um, for the most of the year last year, he was hitting between like 190 and 210. That's just rough in the yeah. ACC. I get it. You're a freshman. We didn't really have anyone else to play. But being that he was the guy last year and he is the guy again this year, you needed to see some sort of big stride in you know the offensive ability even the defensive defensive ability, he was fairly strong last year, kind of struggled at times with pass balls and wild pitches, but, you know, it is what it is sometimes. He looks physically better this year. He looks more comfortable, looks more well, in control, both at year the plate two. and behind the dish. Go ahead. Well, you know what they say, in year two, the game slows down. and I can It, attest it to looks that. like it has, for sure. I can attest to that. My freshman year, before I got hurt, I mean, I was, you know, rising through the depth chart and all that, but. It, the game was just so fast. And then my redshirt freshman year, it started to slow down a little bit. Everything started to, okay, this is what I need to be looking for. Okay, this is what I see. So, you know, it makes sense that with time and, and with repetition and with seeing what they did well and poorly last year, there's there's a little bit of, all right, gets a little slower, get a little bit more comfortable. I've done this before. I've been here before, as opposed to you're this big-eyed freshman and you're like, oh, everything is so interesting and new, you know, that type of deal. Right, but – yeah, I mean, just kind of the overall arch that I took from just game one. I saw bits of it in game two and three, but most of all in game one, we seem to be a team that's not necessarily going to kill you with the home run this year. I know we we had the luxury of a Tommy White last year and even a Josh Hood, Devontae Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be putting the ball over the fence as much this year, but we're fast this year. If we can If we can get the ball into the gap and let the guy run, I think that's more so how we're going to produce a lot of runs. A lot of singles, a lot of doubles, triples where we can get them. We're not so much of a power threat this year, but we can put the ball on the ground and make you work to get us out. So 
I think that's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. And then, uh, you know, something I'm extremely pleased with was the pitching this weekend. And again, I don't want to knock on uh, knock on Wagner here, but they're not a they're not an ACC team. They're not as good as the rest of the teams we're going to see the rest of the year. So you got to kind of take things with a grain of salt here. However, the pitching I thought was excellent. With no Sam Highfield, we kind of looked like we didn't skip a beat. We had Logan Whitaker with the Friday start. He went seven innings in game one, scattered five hits, was extremely efficient. He did not walk anyone, didn't allow any runs, struck out three, but just pitch, pitching to contact, letting the guys behind you get the outs, letting them do the work. I thought he was excellent. He picked up the win. Um, you know, it was good to see some new names come out of the bullpen. Unfortunately, I, I, I need to, you know, mention Win Scott. I do hope he is okay. He came out almost immediately from his uh, relief appearance. It looked like some kind of elbow issue. Never good when they know immediately after throwing a pitch they need some kind of medical assistance. So we will kind of wait with, you know, bated breath to see what happens there, but we wish him the best. But, you know, to have Everett Harris, a freshman, and then have Creed Watkins come in and close, I think Creed Watkins is a name that could be considered to be the closing role. Big, menacing frame on the mound. I think he's 6'5", 6'6". His fastball was sitting between 94 and 96 mile an hour. One of the Wagner batters caught a 96 to the rib cage. I can't imagine how good that felt. But I think Creed will be a prominent arm out of the bullpen this year. My only thing I saw out of him is maybe some control issues. Um, Again, small sample size. We'll see what that means down the road. But I think if if he can locate consistently... He's going to be a dangerous arm out of the bullpen. Yeah. So throwing ninety six is crazy. Throwing it's not fun. It's not I, fun to try and know, get in the box against ninety six. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize this. If you've never been to a batting cage before and turned a little setting up to seventy miles per hour, watch how that thing rolls fire. Watch just for the average person. It'll, it'll sneak up on you. I, sneak that thing. I, I'll tell you what. I have never been more embarrassed. I've never felt less athletic in my life. I have never, and again, one <laughs> athlete here, somebody who like, oh yeah, you were good at everything you did. I saw that little seventy roll by me, and I said, wait a minute, players in the major league, they they hit this going thirty miles faster than this. They they get to they so they not only do they get contact, they get the barrel on that thing. Whew, they deserve every bit of money. They and then make. you got to factor looking for off speed at any given moment. It's a nightmare, believe me. Yeah, I mean, so so getting into game two here, it was a close game. We only won by a score of three to two, but a lot of things to gather from this one as well. Mm -hmm. Matt Wilson got the start on the mound here. He's one of our most important pitchers this year. You know, like we saw last year with Highfield going down. We need Matt Wilson to carry the torch for us this year. He has to be very consistent. I think he struggled at times a bit last year with the, the solid consistency we're looking for. He can be the guy. Um, you know, in this game, he did give up a home run and then another RBI double. Kind of fell behind in this game. We had to work our way back and eventually get the win. But, again, small sample size. I don't think it's anything to be worried about there. Our bats eventually came through the transfers again. Candelaria had a big hit in the, uh, in the later innings there. Peyton Green as well. Kind of escaped with the 3-2 win. But, again, we'll take it. And then uh, I'll finish up here so I can stop rambling. <laughs> well, but I mean, game that, three, again. game three took care of business. We won by a score of nine nothing. Um, so something to to watch again. Also, 
with the absence of Sam Highfield in the starting rotation is the emergence of freshman Dom Fritton as a weekend starter. He got the Sunday start in game three. He kind of looked like a freshman. That's to be expected, and that's fine. But I thought he was very effective in his four and a third innings. He only gave up one hit, kind of struggled with locating. He had three walks. But again, as a freshman, it's kind of to be expected. But I liked what I saw. I love his smooth delivery to the plate. I think with a couple couple mechanical location things, he can be a dangerous pitcher and very valuable if we're moving Sam to the Sam Highfield to the bullpen long term. But you know, I I, I want to mention Baker Nelson. He picked up two wins in relief um, this this past weekend. I think he's going to be a guy to watch in the bullpen. He got a lot of run last year. Kind of struggled last year with the amount of work he did get. So I'm hoping he can be a bit more consistent. And then you know, lastly to round this out. I thought Carson Kelly looked great out of the bullpen. He's another guy, was a freshman last year, got a lot of work. We're looking for him to level up as a sophomore. So far, so good. I thought he was super efficient in his two innings of work. And then last but not least, the transfers that we saw hitting bombs in game three. Carter Trice, Parker Nolan, I think, almost hit Bregal with his home run to left field. Again, I mentioned... I'm not sure how much of a power threat this team will be, but we've shown that we have that ability still when, when mm-hmm. the time comes. We have guys that can put it over the fence. Chicks dig the long ball. They dig the we'll long ball. We'll see how that moves forward. But all in all, we're 3-0. and We got Coastal Carolina coming up this weekend. We're on the road. That's going to be an interesting early test. Coastal's usually a very solid team year in and year out. Um, I don't think we've played, played them in the past couple of years. I think it's been – maybe three or so years, but that'll be a, an early litmus test for this baseball team. So I'm excited to uh, see what we see on this week. Absolutely. Everything wasn't perfect, but at the end of the day, we got the job done and that's what matters. And speaking of getting the job done, if you want to get the job done in terms of your hiring, it's very, very simple. You need LinkedIn jobs. Folks, if there was a place that you could go to get your uh, job posting in front of eight 175 million member profiles. And on top of that, it was free. Would you go? Would you go? Would you do it? Would you hire from there? I'm a recruiter. I definitely hire from there. And I'm telling you from personal experience because LinkedIn is one of my favorite tools to use for all types of things, including small business hiring. So make sure that you go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All righty. So we're about to land this thing, but I I just want to end it on a few basic notes. The three sweetest drinks, the three best drinks that I've enjoyed in my lifetime, Arizona teas, the different types, all different flavors, just and and not just the flavors, the consistency of the flavors. Mm. Wow. They snapped. They snapped every time. You know, inflation is getting everything except that tea. The second drink, that that uh, strawberry lemonade from Wendy's. Mm. Whew. You got to love it. Light ice. So it's like a little cold, but not so much ice to where it's like not that much drink in there. I think I think I know where this is going. I'm very excited for the payoff. But the third, the third, the one that may be the sweetest of them all. I tasted some from Candace Cooper this morning. The tears, 
the tears of Carolina fans. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's refreshing for my soul. It is refreshing for my soul. Anytime I think I can't make it, I look back to those moments. I look back to Emeka Amezi catching those two touchdowns at the end of the game. I look back to the Jarkel Joyner alley-oop for Taquavian Smith. I look back to the small gym coming alive and getting us a fourth-quarter win. I look back to the second most attended. And by the way, I, I looked this up during the show. Not only is that the second most attended uh, game hockey game in North Carolina history, it is the 18th most attended college hockey game, period, since 2001. Wow. And it's club hockey. And it's club hockey. So I look at these moments in those Tar Heel tears. I'll tell you what, they, we, we call them Walmart fans. They need to bottle that up. They need to bottle it up and sell it at Walmart because they'll have a hit. Every time we get a sweep, we need to go to Chapel Hill and just collect them because it's the sweetest taste I've ever known. Oh, what a time. And men and baseball, of course, got the job done, got the sweep. And I'm telling you, Grayson always turns a little red whenever he's talking uh, baseball because it, he, he can barely contain the excitement. I and get fired up, man. That's my thing. It's a great thing to see. I, I'm too dark to blush like that, but what a, what a skill and ability <laughs> that is. What a time. Anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. We appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go back. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.